0: What's up? Surprise! It's Friday and you've got an episode. It's an important episode too, especially if you have young adults who are a little worried about what's going to happen to them after they graduate from college. They're a little worried about their futures. This is a wonderful episode for you to listen to if you yourself are worried about your financial situation. This is an episode that originally appeared on Build Your Tribe. In fact, it came out earlier this week. And I wanted to share it here with you on The Shaleen Show because we've had over 25,000 now people join our Learner to Earner Challenge. Many of you who listen to the show have joined us as well. And what is it? It's a free challenge where I'm teaching you how to declutter your home and then sell your stuff. And the whole point of it is to teach you, you have more control when it comes to your finances and your future than you think you do. Even if you're crazy busy, even if you have no idea how to start a business, there are free apps you can download and stuff that is cluttering your home right now, as you heard on Monday's episode, you have stuff in your home you can start selling and make extra money and maybe even turn that into a side hustle. So today's episode is with a young gal at the age of 24, she decides to start quit her job and is now running her own business. It's just the coolest thing. And she's being interviewed by my 23-year-old son who hasn't even yet graduated from college, but is already running his own six-figure business. Y'all, just the things we used to be told that we have to go to school, get good grades, and get a good job, you just can't count on that being the promise anymore. So I want you to take matters into your own hands, and I want you to be inspired by Lindsay Story. Now, one more thing. If you haven't already subscribed to Build Your Tribe if these kinds of stories really inspire you. Also on Thursday, I released an episode with a guy named Richie Norton, who talk about an incredible story of just starting something stupid and turning it into a wildly successful business, despite experiencing one of the most traumatic things a parent could ever live through, the death of their child that was on Thursday's episode. So you guys check it out. I hope you're subscribed to both podcasts, Build Your Tribe and Shalene Show. If you haven't yet, I hope you'll join the challenge. It's not too late. Just jump in. It's free. I mean, it just was so wildly popular. We're like, we can't charge for this. This is helping too many people. How about this? We had a lady today who sold her mismatched socks for $6. And another person sold a bicycle that they had in their garage and were just going to donate, and they sold it for $1,400. Another person sold an old pair of roller skates for twice the amount they originally paid for them, and that was after four years of use. This stuff is wild. I want you to be a part of it. Sign up right now, go to shaleen.com forward slash challenge and jump in. I'll show you exactly what you need to do. All right, I'm going to turn it over to Brock and Lindsay.
1: Hey, what's up, and welcome back to today's episode. I'm super excited to share today's conversation with you because today I had the pleasure of chatting with 24 year old Lindsay Calso. Lindsay and her husband are both entrepreneurs. They've both created income streams, multiple income streams and even passive income streams for themselves which have allowed them to completely pay off their college debt. Lindsay has left her full nine to five job And I know that's something that a lot of our listeners, maybe even you listening to this right now can relate to. She had the fear of making the investment in herself and purchasing the Marketing Impact Academy. She had fears around leaving her full time job. I mean, there's no lie. There's a lot of security in a paycheck that's coming in. And so I think that a lot of you listening right now are really going to relate to her story and what she has to share. She did not have a huge following. She did not have a massive email list. She wasn't doing this for years. She simply, with her husband's help, pulled the trigger. She took action. She made the change that she wanted to make in her life. She is also a social media consultant, and she has a really great useful Instagram tool for you, which we will share and talk about in this episode. So with that, let's get into our conversation. Hi, Lindsay, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, so, so excited to have you here today. We did your full intro, but I would love for you to just kind of say hello and tell our audience a little bit more about yourself.
2: Yeah, so my name is Lindsay and I am from central Wisconsin and I'm 24 and a full-time entrepreneur now. And I've been an entrepreneur for about a year. I had a marketing job, typical nine to five right out of college. And I ended up turning what I was doing for that agency into a business thanks to Marketing Impact Academy and what I learned from that course.
1: Wow, that's crazy. I know that part of your story was, you know, when you graduated college, like so many other people, you had some student loan debt. And then you, you had this nine to five, which I'm sure seemed very secure. But how did you kind of get over the fear of making the investment, first of all, into MIA? Because, like, we understand it's definitely an investment. So, how did you kind of pull the trigger in that way?
2: Yeah. So, I had heard of Mark the Impact Academy through the Builder Tribe podcast. I had first heard of it because I was in a network marketing company, still am, but mm. um, I started that in college and that kind of got my feet wet when it came to learning online business. And so I learned more about marketing impact and the work that Shalene does because prior to that, I only knew her from fitness. Mm. And so I had always been very interested in marketing impact Academy because just that belief in yourself, the what if I did this and something amazing happened, like what if this could be the answer, Mm -hmm. was really appealing to me. But I was in college, so I didn't really have, I mean, I worked really hard, but I was more focused on paying tuition than starting a business. So I just waited. I just said no to it for a couple years. But when I was in my nine to five and I don't want to say anything bad about it because on paper it was a great job. I have no complaints there, but after hearing people like Shalene talk about that you're made for more and mm-hmm. you could have a career that you love that you have more control and freedom over, it's hard to not want to pursue something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still pretty terrified of the thought. <laughs> Very thrifty person, and so my husband and I were trying to pay off debt, and so that was our primary goal at the time and i had written off marketing impact that launch and i just decided you know what we're getting out of debt first like that is our priority we've made to ourselves that's what i'm going to do but then just on a whim i asked my husband if he would care if i thought about it like is that something like he would encourage i fully expected him to say no yeah and be like girl you're crazy like just, we'll get to it later, but to my shock, he was just so okay with it. Mm. Literally within, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes, I went from, hey, there's this thing that I kind of want to do. What do you think? And he just said, hey, if, if you're actually going to make it worth the cost, then yeah, go for it. And I was like, okay. What also helps is that he was kind of curious too. Mm. And so he said, if you would do it with me, and so I just took the leap and obviously very glad I did because it led to the business that I have today. But his support definitely helped because I knew that both of us could get something out of it. And we did.
1: That is so awesome. I love how supportive he was with that. And that he was like, you didn't expect him to say yes. And he's like, Oh, absolutely. Like, let's do it. That's so awesome.
2: I mean, he kind of liked that all the time. He's really? just like a very optimistic, happy person. And so Yeah, I mean, it it worked for him too because the podcast editing business that he has now is partially thanks to Marketing Impact and he didn't have freemiums or anything like that beforehand.
1: That's so cool. Now, when you took this leap and really you took it together, did either of you or did both of you have like your thing in mind? Like, did you know what exactly you were getting into MIA for?
2: I started MIA kind of thinking I would use it for my network marketing business because I really did love my business and saw a lot of room for growth. But the more that I went through the course, even I went through the whole what's your thing module and still wasn't 100% sure what my thing was. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until a few months later that someone came to me asking for services that I provided at my nine to five, but I couldn't offer them outside of the company. And that's kind of what made me think, wait, I think I could actually offer this on my own, but just given the circumstances, I needed to be respectful of my employer. And so I had to just kind of stay under the radar until I had a couple people who asked for the same social media services. And then I just decided, you know what? Yeah, why not? That can be my thing. And I also knew that even though I had a lot of different ideas of what my thing could be, mm-hmm. I knew that I had a whole lifetime to pursue them. I just needed to pick one thing for now and run with it. And then once that one was up and running, I could pursue something else.
1: I love that. I love that. Lindsay, can you tell us a little bit more about what your thing is right now? I- You mentioned it the social media thing. Can you tell us a little bit more?
2: Okay, I help online business owners take the stress out of social marketing through digital products and services. So an example of digital products would be social media content calendars, ebook templates, posting guides. But the one that I'm most excited about is that I have just launched a digital course that teaches my social media management strategy that I use for my clients. But for the services side of things, I offer social media management, managing business accounts. And as I started working with more and more clients, they started asking for a couple other things like copywriting or email marketing. And so I added that into my services as well because my degree is in media communications, but I have a minor in journalism. And so I really do like to write. So it was kind of cool that I can still offer
1: something like that. Very cool. Media communications. I am similar. I'm a communication major myself. And I think, you know, there are things that you can learn in university and definitely like, I'm sure a lot of what you learned applied to that first nine to five that you had. Can you talk about, you know, some of the things that you think might be benefits of going to college and some things that you're like, you know, I just didn't learn this until I got into MIA and, you know, feel free to be as candid as you want. here.
2: Yeah. So college was amazing in the fact that even though i live in wisconsin i went to school out of state in minnesota and so the life lessons you learn from going to a college out of state are huge and i know that you know that yeah. and so just moving away and having to be independent you just have to fend for yourself and learn a lot and so i think you go to college expecting a great education and i got that but you get a lot more out of the life lessons and spending for yourself, at least in my case, because I'm very attached to my family and it was hard to leave them and it was a huge growth opportunity. I also technically my major is media communications with an emphasis in radio, but mm. I typically don't say radio because it's just not a part of my life now. Got it. But Also in college, I had an amazing job on campus where I worked in live events. And so I learned a ton about video and audio production, lighting design, and I absolutely loved that job. And so that taught me a lot about my field, even though I didn't intend for it to. It just happened to be the perfect job for me while I was on campus.
1: Mm, Got it. That's very cool. So after you graduated, you got this 9 to 5 job which I know so many of our listeners, they have themselves and they're also trying to, you know, they're trying to build their tribe and build their side hustle or trying to just become an entrepreneur. That's a big, scary leap. Like we talked earlier about the leap to join MIA. It's a huge leap, like a Grand Canyon leap for a lot of people to leave the security. And I know it's a podcast, so they can't see the air quotes that I just did, but the security air quotes around that nine to five. Can you tell me more about like, just first of all, your fears and like anything that you were really struggling with when you were leaving the nine five. and then how did you overcome those things?
2: I sound kind of confident now, but I still have days where I'm like, yes, I'm killing it. This is the greatest day of my life. And other days where Lord Jesus help me because I have no idea what I'm doing. And the thing about leaving a nine to five is that you do lose that consistent paycheck, which to some people that does seem like security. But especially since COVID, I realized that I probably would be unemployed right now if I had stayed where I was. And so that was a very sobering, humbling realization, because I was seeing my co workers not stay employed. And that was just like, Oh, my goodness, if I had stayed in my comfort zone, I probably would be very uncomfortable right now and i was very fortunate that i had a lot of support from my friends and family granted i don't think they actually know what i do sometimes my mom still says like what exactly do you do but that's okay i understand that it's kind of hard for people to understand a service-based business or an online business mm-hmm. because there does seem to be that generational gap sometimes but the day that i left my job or the day that I turned in my two-week notice, I wasn't planning on turning it in that day. I walked up the stairs and I just had this feeling like I had been contemplating this for a while, but I just had this feeling like there's never going to be a better time than right now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm waiting for the skies to open, for there to be a sign when there isn't going to be that sign. It's just little things that keep adding up or opportunities that keep coming my way that I just need to take the leap. I went into my office. I was very fortunate that I had an office. I closed the door, literally called my mom with tears in my eyes saying, mom, am I about to make the worst mistake of my life? And she just said, honey, you know, you can't make a mistake. Like do whatever you want to do and it will be the right decision. And I had a moment where I realized this is my worst case scenario. Like if all else fails, my whole business blows up in my face and it is just doomed. The worst case is that I go back to a nine to five job and that's what I was living. So I knew I could get another one if I needed it. And so I hung up the phone with her. I walked to HR and just said, I'm putting in my notice. And it felt like a huge weight had been lifted off of my shoulders, followed by the fear of realizing, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, what have I done? Yeah. But I mean, everyone is very supportive and I know that not everyone has that kind of support. And so I do think that if you don't have support from people around you, that can be very intimidating. Mm -hmm. But I was very fortunate that I did. And I'm also just a hard worker. And so I knew that I wasn't going to fail in front of everyone. I was just going to do whatever it takes to make it. So I don't think I've made it. (laughs) Made it is a very vague term, but I'm still in business and I'm still happy. So that's what I'm going for.
1: Well, congratulations to you on that one. And, And Lindsay, I think you were really speaking to someone right there. Like there's someone who's listening to the words that you just said who they themselves They might even be like on their way to their job right now, or they might be sitting at their desk with this like in their earbuds as they're listening. There's never going to be a right time. Like I got that, that kind of message from you earlier when you were talking about the marketing impact Academy and you were going to wait for the right time to be paid off of debt. And then, you know, like there's never going to be that right time because then you're paid off of debt, but then, you know, there's the family and then there's the the natural disaster and then there's the, there's just always going to be that unexpected thing. There's never going to be a right time. And so I loved hearing you actually say that now. Like, it's just a feeling that like, you know, this isn't what I want for my life. And there's never going to be a right time. So I know it's not easy, but, you know, I commend you and I applaud you. That's really awesome that you made that leap. And so far, so good. I don't think any of us can truly say we've made it. I totally understand that. Speaking of paying off debt, you've now done that, right?
2: Yes, my husband and I paid off. $46,441 in 29 months.
1: Wow. Can you say that again? Cause that, wow.
2: We just did this in May as of, I think it was Memorial Day weekend. We paid off $46,441 in 29 months. How? Oh, There's (laughs) a lot of, a lot of things. So for one, my husband has a really good job and I will say that COVID, COVID hit, his hours got cut in half. So we weren't sure if we were actually going to hit our goal. Our goal is just by June, because last summer we said no to a lot of fun things. Mm-hmm. And then of course COVID hit, so now we can't even spend money on fun things if we wanted to, but we just decided June. And at the beginning of our debt journey, the student loans were actually all of his, and so, with marriage, marriage happened. And so he just thought that loans and debt was part of life. It was what he was used to seeing growing up. But I was used to the opposite where my mom had raised me to not want to be in debt. And so we came from two very different backgrounds. And at first he was not really on board with that at all. He didn't think it was reasonable to pay off that kind of debt. But once he saw me, just going to town on it and really making it a priority. Mm -hmm. He saw that it was possible. And then once he got on board, we were just full steam ahead at that point. Mm. But it sounds like we were living off of nothing, which isn't true. We still had a budget, but we also liked going out to eat and doing fun things. We didn't want to say no to everything. And so we were just smart about our money. But the biggest thing that made a difference, is having multiple streams of income. So my husband has a 9 to 5, when I was at my 9 to 5, we both had side hustles in me network marketing and then my social media services and him with podcast editing. And so we've always had multiple streams of income that allowed us to just put a little bit extra towards that money every single month. Mm-hmm. And You hear about people who are in much bigger situations than you, and given that we are so young, it's like, okay, after we get out of debt with this, we're never going to do that again. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a one and done type of thing.
1: Yeah, I got it. So when you kind of like launched and you left your nine to five and you started all of these different streams of income, which I'm sure kind of were starting at different times... Did you have a huge following like did you have 300,000 followers on Instagram and a couple million on YouTube and did you have this big following?
2: I do not have a big following. I work really hard at it to connect with every single person that follows me but I have my personal page that's personal slash business now because I'm still with network marketing Thanks to the freedom that I have with being self employed, I'm a group fitness instructor now. And so I can do a little bit more with my life that I didn't feel like I could before. And so I have that page, and I literally just started a business page for my social media company, which I think I'm the only social media manager who just started a page a year into (laughs) business, but I just didn't really need it. I was spending so much time building the pages for my clients that It wasn't a top priority but now that i have more products that i'm trying to promote i think i just hit 100 followers on that new business page Mm -hmm. and i have 1500 on my personal slash sort of business page so no i do not have a large following and my husband kind of hates social media (laughs) and so all of his clients come from like word of mouth
1: wow wow so what you're saying is like it is possible to like build these passive incomes and these streams of income without like having this mega viral, famous following.
2: You do not need a large following to start a business.
1: Cool. I love that. You mentioned earlier, like some freemiums and and you've kind of been creating some of these, which I'm sure you've been using to grow your email list and grow your clientele base. You have one that I think would be really, really useful for our audience. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. I am very passionate about helping people grow their Instagram accounts and all social media accounts, but Instagram is the hot topic right now without spammy robots because everyone hates that. Mm-hmm. And so I created an Instagram growth guide that just teaches you how to organically grow your account by creating genuine connections with people.
1: Love that. Love that. And where can we find it?
2: You can go to stressfree slash resources.
1: Absolutely. And we will put that down in the show notes in the description below this episode. Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. One last question for you. What would you say? Like, this is totally opinion. What what would you like to say to the person who's listening right now, who is in the exact same position that you were in, which is like, I just feel stuck. I feel like this isn't what I want for my life, but I'm too scared to really make that leap and make that shift and leave my nine to five?
2: I would encourage that person to just start with something. It can be a gradual change. Sometimes you think that you're going to magically wake up one day with your thing, whatever that's going to be. The next day you quit your job and the day after that you're a millionaire, which is (laughs) definitely not true. But I think that if you're open to whatever you are good at, whatever makes you excited to talk about, like if there's something that lights you up when you talk about it with someone else, that might be your thing and you just don't even realize that. And so be open to other opportunities and don't think that you have to pick one thing and be married to it for the rest of your life. It's okay to try things and see if you like them, see if, it's a good fit for you if there's a market for it but if you're stuck in a job that you hate the worst possible thing you can do is nothing and so i would encourage anyone to brainstorm but also why are you not in marketing impact academy because i can wholeheartedly say that i would not have a business without that course and even the networking alone is worth the price because the people that I have met because of that course have turned into my customers and clients and fellow brainstorming friends. I was just texting someone literally two minutes before this interview that I met because of the Facebook group that you get to be a part of when you join Marketing Impact Academy. She is beta testing my course for me right now. I created her recipe ebooks for her. So it's kind of a back and forth thing where when you are surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals, it changes the way that you view your own life. You see opportunities that you didn't see before. And it's just such a simple way of, I don't want to say getting a head start on your next career, but even if it's just a side hustle that makes you happy, that's totally worth it.
1: Awesome. Lindsay, thank you so much for being here today. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. I wanted to mention a tool that I think you're going to find incredibly useful, especially if you struggle sometimes to know what your purpose is. What is your thing? Like, what are you called to do? Why are you here? What makes you great? What makes you unique? You know what, I think you're too close to yourself to actually even see it. I think if we asked a lot of your friends and family members, they would know. But I want you to know it. I want you to declare it. I want you to see it. So I've developed this really simple questionnaire. You just download it, it's kind of like a quiz, but you're gonna know all the answers to this quiz because it's a quiz about you. And when you complete it right there in your own handwriting, it's gonna be perfectly clear to you what your thing is. So do me a favor, no, do you a favor and download this questionnaire. You can get it for free by going to shaleen.com forward slash my thing and then answer the questions and I wanna hear from you. Send me an Instagram message and let me know like what is your thing? I'm really excited to hear and I know you will be too. It can be life changing and clarity providing to know what your thing is. The same answers are gonna come up over and over again when you fill out this questionnaire. It's gonna be so obvious to you and it's gonna give you that boost in confidence that maybe you've been missing. All right, again, shaleen.com forward slash my thing. And I am really excited for you to do this.